You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. I've been around these guys for two years now as a linebacker coach, and I made my presence known both in the linebacker room, the defensive line room, the quarterback room, the running back room. I'm a former player. I touch former players. I can relate to them. I've done the same things they've done. I've walked the same paths they walked. I felt the same pain they felt. This is Unnecessary Roughness. I mean, there's, there's no better form of teaching than modeling, right? So this guy did put on those pads. He strapped it up. He played at high-level football games. They know that. He's carried himself just like this every single day. Here's your boy Q. Coming up about 4.30. We'll have our Week 9 NFL picks. Jared's going to be holding it down for Ari. It's fine. Ari doesn't do a great job anyway. Ari tries to ride my coattails and just, you know, pick what I pick. Just for the record, I went 11-5 and five last week. I don't know what Ari, he never, he never let me know what he did last week, which means he did not do very good. So we got our Week 9 NFL picks coming up at 4.30. Uh, we also got to, we're going to take you inside the Raiders locker room. We already heard from Hunter Renfro. You'll hear from Nate Hobbs. You'll hear from Amik Robertson. You'll hear from Jacoby Myers all before the show gets wrapped up. And uh, you'll also hear from you at 702-365-9200, the don'tbebroke.com text sign at 69187, keyword R&R. Jason in Vegas hit us up and said, Q, been working late, so getting to the slope, getting to the show late again. With this being a short week, is it even possible to stray from what Josh's playbook is or what or what might have been plaguing our offense? I've been curious what the offense will be looking like and what it could be like under the new OC. That's from my guy Jason right here in Vegas. And, yeah, I mean, look, that's what uh, Antonio Pierce said, that they're not going to rip up the playbook. They're not going to do that at all. What they're going to do is – try to expand everything and try to make sure that the playmakers get their hands on the ball. Uh, that's, that's the biggest thing. I mean, the, the playbook is the playbook. Look, it's, it's what it is the rest of the season. You don't, you don't have, uh, you know, an opportunity to just go and, and change everything up real fast and all of a sudden say, here you guys go, learn a new playbook. I mean, it, it kind of is what it is at this point, uh, but you've got to be able to use the plays. It's not like the plays aren't good. It's just that they weren't being – executed correctly, called correctly, whatever. You know, it, it wasn't getting the ball into the hands of the players like a Hunter Renfro. Uh, it wasn't getting the ball into the hands of Devontae enough. Uh, the, the, the offensive line wasn't blocking well enough for Josh Jacobs to get going. I mean, the playbook works. The plays work. It's just the execution of it and also the play calling. So Bo Hardegree will be making those calls. We'll see what it looks like. And, and none of us know exactly what it's going to look like until we see it. And I'm sure what we see on Sunday is going to look different than what we see three or four weeks from now. It's just going to continue to uh, evolve, I do expect. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Jared, Cynthia said she's ready. She just sent the text. So uh, we're going to get Cynthia uh, on the phone lines in just a hot minute. She wasn't ready to join the show just yet, but she will in a minute so we can talk all things Antonio Pierce, Cynthia Freeland from NFL Network. But, yeah, as far as the offense goes, that's what it's going to look like. It's going to be the same plays. It's going to be the same playbook, book, but every play caller is different. And so, uh, you know, we'll see what Bo Hardegree has. And as soon as we do, then we'll kind of know what it looks like. So uh, definitely thank you for that text. I do appreciate you. And joining us now on the phone line from NFL Network is our good friend, Cynthia Freeland. Of course, she's an NFL Network analytics expert. And, Cynthia, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you. Before we even get into anything, Antonio Pierce, I want to know how excited you are for Dolphins and Chiefs. It's in Germany. I kind of wish that it was uh, here. It was on one of their home fields. But it's in Germany. But this is definitely the premier game of the weekend. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think we've been having this one circled since we knew Tyreek Hill was leaving the Chiefs for the Dolphins. So everyone's excited for it, right? So 
obviously both teams coming in with a lot to a lot to prove. The AFC just in general is so much more competitive than the NFC this season. So this is a huge game, monstrous game. Yeah, it is. And it's an early one. Of course, it's being played in Germany. So I look forward to that 6.30 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, NFL Network exclusively. You want to check that out. I know I'll be locked in and paying attention to it. Now, I'm excited, so excited about this conversation because you told us uh, months ago, right, back in training camp, back in preseason, about Antonio Pierce Mm -hmm. and what he brings to the table and the fact that he's a leader of men and how much you learned from him uh, specifically. Well, now he is a leader of men the whole team. He's now the interim head coach of the Raiders. When you found that out, that he was being named the interim head coach, what was going through your mind? I mean, well, first of all, I think it's super ironic that the first game he's head coach of is a game against his former team that he won Super Bowl with. So that's kind of interesting and very poetic, but I'm so happy for him, and I'm actually happy for the team. It seems like, you know, look, these things happen. It's football. Obviously, changes were necessary. But when you have a person like Antonio Pierce who has been there and done it, I don't know if there's a better way to navigate this whole rest of the season because there is still a lot of football left to be played. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is not something where, you know, you're just like two weeks, whatever. It's kind of kind of like whatever, throwaway right. sort of thing. If this is a legitimate this is a legitimate opportunity for all of the people involved. So you know, I'm I'm really excited for him. I'm really proud of him for being like, you know, I, I'm I'm sure we're gonna hear a bunch of stories about how great of a leader, how he really like made the players feel comfortable and respected and I just we're gonna hear all those stories coming coming soon. I'm I'm predicting that with a lot of confidence. You know, he kept telling us in his introductory press conference how he wants to feel the players. He wants the players to feel him. He wants to have their eyes when they come into the building. He wants them to come in with a smile. And, again, you know him really well. Uh, What is it about Antonio Pierce that's able to make him connect with everybody? Because I'll tell you this, there wasn't a media member in that room that wasn't ready to run through a wall for him. And you know we ain't running through no walls. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's just it, like, you know, my my good friend Matthias Kiyonuka from Boston College, he played on that Giants defense with Antonio Pierce. And the way that he's able to communicate clearly but also kind of teach people along the way, that was a strength when he was a player, and that's something that really translates to now, especially when there are some weak points in the defense, not Max Crosby, but some other points in the defense that could use a little bit of help. His ability to explain the concept and really un- give an understanding of why someone's doing something and what the intended outcome is, but also in a way that like really motivates you and makes you believe you can do it. That's a special skill. And he absolutely has it. You feel very alive when you're talking to Antonio Pierce, meaning, I mean, just like you talked about, you want to run through a wall for him, but you know, the, the, the truth is, is that you just, he, he loves it. He's here. You can feel his passion. You can feel his commitment. You can feel the fact like, I think he would go out there and play it down if he could, you know, <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but, but, uh, you know, he's serious about it and he means what he says. He's very authentic and very sincere. Yeah. You know, he said that he's trying to match Max Crosby's energy, right? <laughs> and, 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 and we know, we know how energetic Max is, but how, I mean, in 2023, how important is it for a coach to be able to communicate and connect with these players? The difference between Team 1 and Team 32 is not as stark as it may seem on the week-in-to-week-out basis. The the truth is, is, you know, a couple of plays in each game makes a huge difference. So his ability to connect with players and get them to stay focused for one or two more plays, get them to just, like, understand, oh, like, hey, coach, I, I see an edge here, I see – 
you know, when they line up here, here's a tendency we might be able to flag that open communication where a player feels respected by the coaching staff and also inspired to do their best. Those make huge differences. It's not, you know, nothing is a throwaway and nothing is no down. You know, the, the best teams can stay focused through the entire game. Easier said than done, but having a coach who can really has been there and done it and knows the tricks and the rules of the road as, that, as far as that is concerned is a huge advantage. Cynthia Freeland from NFL Network is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. He really gave me that kind of Dan Campbell, Robert Sala, even like a Mike Tomlin type feel when I was listening to him uh, talk to the media and really – You know when a media member asks a question, usually the the person responds directly to them. He did that, but he also addressed the whole room at the same time. And I know that I'm just a whatever, just one guy in the room, but it just felt like everything was personal with Antonio. How far can that take him with the rest of the team, making everything personal? I mean – I think that's the name of the game. You name some really prolific head coaches who are able to do that week in and week out. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. So if that tells you anything, I mean, my goodness, he's just such an inspirational force. But I'm looking at Antonio Pierce, who obviously got his media training, and I put that in air quotes because it was trial by fire in New York. New York is a very hard place where the media is very, you know, tough on players they're tough on coaches it's tough the entire time so having that structure of really coming from not just how to address the media but how to address like everything around the the details of each game the prep the the thoughtfulness around which players do the you know the in the hotel the night before when you talk to the the people who are going to do the tv broadcast being thoughtful about that all of those details although they might seem small in aggregate they're huge and he really has and, and look, the Giants are one of the most respected teams in the entire league for such a good reason, because they do things the right way. He learned everything in like the most utmost greatest situation and bringing that structure to this team and allowing them to succeed within that structure. Those things really matter. Tiny details maybe seem like, well, what, why is that a big deal? They are huge deals when they add up. Yeah, it it seems like it, right? I mean, I think everyone's on board with the energy. Obviously, you want to see the results, but what do you think it's going to take? You mentioned this is a real opportunity. He's got nine games. That's that's more games than he doesn't have, right? I mean, that's more than half the season. What do you think needs to be shown to show that he could be the full-time head coach? I think the word is trust. I don't have a better word for it than that, but the trust of the players, the trust of the organization after going through a lot of change that they can make decisions that really going forward for the future make the most sense for the team. I know that Mark Davis is a man who really values being able to use the Raiders as a family, right? Like that is, that is how his dad did things. That is how he does things. He doesn't want to have it not feel like on every week they're this is a family, they're all working together. Look at how he treats the former players that come back, right? Like they're always once a Raider, always a Raider. It means something to wear that uniform. So I think creating the trust with the players and bridging the gap between ownership and some rough years that have happened over the past few seasons and really bridging the gap to be strong in their belief with each other but also that they're going to make decisions that allow them to just win, baby, going forward. Again, we're talking with Cynthia Freeland from NFL Network here on Raider Nation Radio 920. We're going to learn who Antonio Pierce is as a coach, as a head coach, as a leader of men. We're going to learn that. But, again, you know him uh, better than than any of us do. What is something that we're going to 
uh, learned to appreciate about Antonio Pierce? He's really funny. Like, he's very serious. But, like, he's not like Dan Campbell funny where, like, Dan Campbell, like, I don't know if he knows he's saying funny things or not, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure he knows that there are at least goofy things, right? Antonio's, like, very, like, like he'll make you laugh, like, really hard. Like, it, it'll be a subtle comment, quick wit, like, something where it's just, like, a little, like, something funny that just comes out. And, and, and you'll see, like, oh, this is why the guys love him so much. Because in addition to being so focused and serious and really on it and really crossing all his T's and dotting all his I's, he also has a real sense of humor about it. And he just, like, loves the game. And I, it, you'll be able to feel how he loves the game. I'm going to be interested to see how with Aiden O'Connell, right? Like this is a not the best situation for him to be starting right. in, right? You know, right. you always want to have set your quarterback up for success. But if there's a way to make sure that you know this 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 kid, I say that I feel so old saying that, but <laughs> that this kid has every opportunity to showcase who he can be, I do think Antonio is going to give him that that opportunity, and you're going to see how. You know, he'll make his – the players are going to love him. That's, that's what you're going to notice. You're going to notice the players are going to love him, and he's going to make these funny comments, and you're going to be like, oh, that was really clever. With the players loving him and growing to love him and, and wanting to go play there for him, I mean, how much easier does that make the players when they know that they're, they're really going to bat for their coach? I mean, that's all of free agency. Especially this past year, we talk about that not a lot happening at the trade deadline this season compared to recent seasons. But I think part of the reason for that is that the off season was so full of moves, and those moves are often dictated by where players want to be. You know, there's it's not always about the biggest dollar number someone can get to go to a specific team or to play for a specific area. It is also about their opportunities to win. Where what is their life going to feel like? Are they going to enjoy being on the team, or is it going to feel tough? It's very tough to come to work if you aren't having a good time. I mean, that's true for you. It's true for me. It's true yeah. for every single one out there. And we're not getting hit by three hundred pound men, right? So, I think that that is really. That is really, you know, coming up with a strategy to say these are the, the free agents we want. What is a raider? What kind of person is a raider? What we we want to draft these kind of people. We want to bring them on our team via free agency. We want to trade for them. What defining what is a raider so that you can have one cohesive group of people that you are really understanding the definition of, as opposed to like what maybe feels like piecemeal from having different regimes over the past few seasons. Again, Cynthia Freeland is with us here on Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. We'll close out with this. What is probably the biggest thing you learned, maybe about the game, maybe about leading people or whatever from Antonio Pierce? I think that it's it's about a true, like authentic, like an authentic version of being, you know, it's like this is me authentically as a leader, right? Like you don't necessarily – you know, you, you grow in your positions. You He'll grow as a head coach. He'll grow as a person who is leading men. But you're going to – he says the type of things like, that's my bad, and he won't let it happen again. Accountability. This, like, this opportunity to feel – like, sometimes you, when your boss says that they did something wrong, you maybe like, it, they don't say it because they're fearful that it will make them look bad. Well, he's the type of man who takes the accountability and says, that one's on me and it's not going to happen again and it doesn't happen again, right? Like this, like really, and, and by the way, getting your body to do that is no easy task. So that's the type of thing that he will be able to allow the players to do and to believe in themselves in order to not, you know, whenever they make a mistake, it's on me and then they move on and they, they don't let it happen again. 
I love the fact that he talked about being from Compton, California. He started talking about NWA. I didn't, <laughs> you know, I just, I didn't I think that that was going to be. I, I didn't think that was going to be on the bingo card, but that was awesome. <laughs> I'm so. telling you, he's funny. He's like, like he's very witty. Like, yeah. he's not like Mike McDaniel witty, where he's saying something. You're like, was that was it intentionally funny or not? But he will come up with some analogies and some stories, and you just laugh when you're with him. He's just like fun. You want to be around him. He's got a great personality. He's very like his energy is contagious. Yeah, it feels like it. It really is. I mean, again, I, I left that presser yesterday saying. Yeah, Raider Nation is going to like him because he's got the energy, he's oh. got the swag, and now, well, you just want to see the results. And, and one more question before I let you go. I know that you have a lot of colleagues around the league. Champ Kelly is the interim GM. I know he's well-respected around the league. Has, ha, have you heard any word about you know what, what he's going to bring to the table or any kind of excitement level from your colleagues for Champ Kelly and his opportunity? Yeah, I have a couple of people who like really more familiar with his work from the Bears, uh, which obviously was a stop prior to the Raiders. People say, again, all good things. You know, it's good that he gets a chance to really show what his strategy is. And there's an advantage to having nine games. Like, I actually think it's really smart to just, if you know the answer is we need to move forward, just don't, like, sunk cost fallacy. Like, don't fall victim to that. Just let it go move forward, allow people to be who they are. And then you make a really good observation of like, okay, now I get nine weeks to tell you what my strategy is going into the off season for free agency, for the draft. These are the guys I want my scouts to go look at. This is how I want this to to play out. These are the values that I'm looking for. This is the philosophy that I want to enact. Are you on board or not? It really gives you a good way of understanding all of those necessary components that actually do lead to wins as opposed to, you know, making it last minute, uh, you know, we'll hire someone. And then they've got one week to hire their staff. And then they've got one week to figure out their, you know, strategy before they end up at the combine and et cetera. So it's nice to have a little time and space to actually be clear minded and think through what the strategy is going to be going forward. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Everything gets underway on, on Sunday when the Giants head to town and uh, take on the Raiders at Allegiant Stadium. Don't forget about Sunday. Dolphins Chiefs airs Sunday, 6.30 a.m. Pacific time, exclusively on NFL Network from Germany. That's going to be a good one. Cynthia, great stuff. What are you uh, working on that we should be on the lookout for? Well, this week it's going to be pretty fun because we don't have regular game day morning, but we do have a show called Game Day Preview where we get to kind of go through and whip around to the reporter. So if you're looking for some last minute, like obviously the game's on, so you need a second screen, right? Yep. The game on one screen, on the other screen, do this game day preview, and we whip around to the reporters, and they give such great nuggets that we can plug in right away to help you with your fantasy team, with anything you might be doing in Las Vegas that you might not do in other places. I don't know what I'm talking about because I work in the NFL, but, you know, it really gives you some insight as to what the coaches are saying and what people are seeing kind of last minute right before that 10 o'clock Pacific time slate of game starts. I love it. I love it. Great stuff. Great stuff. I ain't going to tell nobody else. That's Cynthia Freeland right there from NFL <laughs> Network. Cynthia, thanks so much. It's always great catching up with you. Great catching up with you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Great stuff right there. Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network, good friend of the show. Love catching up with her and love the fact that she has some really good nuggets and insight there on the interim head coach for the Silver and Black, who is Antonio Pierce. Really good stuff. And that's what we try to do, provide the best uh, background knowledge. I'm working on getting Harry Douglas on the show for tomorrow to talk about Champ Kelly because he goes way back with Champ and he can provide a lot of good nuggets. And it's funny, the first time I actually talked to Champ Kelly one-on-one, I think it was – 
I don't know. I know I talked to him at the Combine. I talked to him at the facility. I've talked to him a few times, but I remember the first time I talked to him, I introduced myself and said, hey, a colleague that I work with right now at ESPN is Harry Douglas, and he always talks so highly about you. And it's so funny because Champ immediately switched like, man, talks highly about me. Harry's the guy. And he just goes on about Harry Douglas and how, how great he is and, and what he was in the league as a wide receiver. And, and you know, and, and me and Harry have those conversations all the time. And uh, when Champ got the interim job, Harry sent me a text. He's like, told you, he's going to be a good one, man. You got a good one there in Vegas. So I'm trying to get coordinate because this dude is super busy. He stays all the time busy. But uh, trying to get him on the show tomorrow to give us a nice little breakdown on who exactly Champ Kelly is. Uh, again, just a little bit of background. That's what we do here on Radio Nation radio 920 so again many thanks to cynthia freeland does a fantastic job for nfl network earlier today we uh, had an opportunity to get inside the raiders locker room and talk to a few of the players they had a basketball game going uh, guys looked like they were loose looked like they were having a good time Devonte adams spoke earlier as well uh, he said that they weren't celebrating you know guys losing their jobs but it was just a different day and age different kind of uh, you know feel in that Raiders locker room. I had an opportunity to catch up with Amik Robertson, a little one-on-one action uh, with Amik. So let's go back inside the Raiders locker room and hear what uh, what the cornerback had to say in the locker. Here with Amik Robertson in the Raiders locker room, and it's obviously a new day. What is it like with uh, AP now being your, your head coach? Energy's there. Um, you ought to know what he, he expect. You know, he want energy. He want things done the right way, you know. And uh, I think overall, you know, he just brings a lot of energy. He mentioned that when you come to work, have a smile when you walk in the building. Got to have fun, and that's what you always talk about is having fun when you're on the field. Did, did, did you relate to that when he said that? Of course, definitely. You know, uh, like I said, I'm a very passionate guy, you know, when he comes down to playing a game of football. And he's everything that we look for. And I'm not saying, you know, the past coaches didn't, but I'm saying, like, he, you know, he shows it, you know. Uh, he was out there day with us, interacting with us today at practice. So, uh, Overall, you know, he's backing it up, you know, when he say he want he wants, you know, people to come in with a smile on their face, interact with their teammates and most importantly come with come with energy. How much was that team meeting that you guys even had last Thursday? How much was that needed just to get some stuff out there? Oh, it was very needed, you know. Like I said before, a lot of guys, you know, took accountability. Whatever, you know, we came to practice and man, was on on a phase of, you know, doing our job and doing our job longer than our than our opponent. You know, we trying to build on build on that. Of course we didn't come down with the with the win last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, uh at the end of the day that's how the league is. You know, we spoke on the next week, you know, try to try to win those, you know, back at home. What has the message been like from AP since he's taken over, especially since you still have nine games left. You got plenty of season left. Oh uh, <laughs> get to work, man. You feel me? And like I said before, you know, when you come come in this building, come in the building with a smile on your face and not not only do the work, love to do the do the work, you know. So like I said, man, you know, he's a he's a he's a leader. You gotta gotta give him that, you know, and and he presents himself like it too. Does it feel easier to connect with him because he's a former player yeah, so he knows yeah, what you're going definitely, through? Definitely, definitely can. You know, me and him had talks as well. We talked today, you know. <laughs> you know, so uh yeah, we definitely he he definitely can interact with the players knowing that you know, he was a player once once before, so, yeah. I know he's not going to make it personal, but, I mean, this team coming in is the, the team he played for, the team he won a ring with. be a little more special to go out there and compete for AP going against that team? Uh, man, we can't, not only I can't wait, but the whole team can't wait to go out there and, you know, put on for him, man, you know. Appreciate your time. Yep. 
Amik Robertson in the Raiders locker room. That was a couple hours ago now. And, again, it was just a different feel in the locker room. We heard from Hunter earlier in the show. If you missed that, you can always check out uh, any of the, the shows, the interviews, whatever the case may be, lvsportsnetwork.com, our new and improved website. It is fantastic. Jared, who's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, has done a lot of work behind the scenes to make sure that thing looks as good as it does. Uh, and it's, it's very uh, – user-friendly. A dummy like me is able to navigate through the website very easily. My guy Doug has done a fantastic job. Melissa, I want to shout them out as well. All did a lot of work behind the scenes to get that website up and running the way it is. So LVSportsNetwork.com, Morning Tailgate, JT the Brick, uh, Unnecessary Roughness, our, our sister stations, ESPN Las Vegas, Fox Sports Las Vegas, uh, 1230 The Game. All that is all featured on that website. It's a one-stop shop, so we definitely appreciate them. And you can go and, uh, like I said, check out anything that you may have missed. It is all right there for you. I also uh, want you to hear from Nate Hobbs, but we'll do that after we go through our Week 9 NFL picks. But we do have time right now before we take a break to hear from a wide receiver. How about Jacoby Myers? This was uh, Jacoby in the Raiders locker room just a little while ago. I feel like it's more so just about being a team, you know, so not even just X's and O's, but playing for one another. And I feel like that's just a big thing as far as winning. You can scheme it up however well you want, but if God's not willing to execute for each other, it won't matter. So being a good teammate, being a good brother, that's kind of a, a big goal. Is, I mean, this, the basketball, not kind of the vibe of in the locker room now, just kind of moving forward, but in, in a happy way, I guess, in a sense? That's what we're trying to do, you know what I'm saying? I feel like consistency is the main key. So today started like this. It was pretty good. Hopefully we come in tomorrow on the same type of time. Like you mentioned you guys had a really good team meeting. The vibe was good. He had everyone's eyes. What, what did you feel about that team meeting you guys had? He probably said it best, honestly. Everybody was locked in. Everybody was just just interested in what the plan was moving forward. And I feel like we all were excited about the opportunity. I know I'm excited personally, so I'm going to go out there and try to play my best football. Did you feel like there was a new energy in the building? I would say so. I would definitely say so, yeah. I mean, you see how it is right now. Everybody up, moving, laughing. So, right. Jacoby, was it tough on you at all, the news being that, you know, you're coming from New England like Dave and, and Josh were uh, once you got the news? Um, yeah, but I didn't really give myself time to really think about it, you know, so it will probably hit home a little harder after the game and everything, but right now it's just practice, practice, play, practice, practice, play. So. What is it like to have somebody who's played at the highest level as a player, as a coach now? I mean, it's different, you know. It's definitely different. I don't want to compare it better or worse, but I just know to kind of make it. You can trust him a little bit as far as what he said because he's been out there and just he's going to guide you in the right direction. So the trust is definitely there. There you go. Jacoby Myers in the Raiders locker room a little while ago. We've heard from Hunter. We've heard from Amik. We've heard from Jacoby Myers. We will hear from Nate Hobbs following our Week 9 NFL picks. And, again, you can just hear the vibe. Hell, you can hear him playing basketball in the background. I mean, that's, that's going back to – and there's plenty of videos out now. I know Vinny tweeted it out. Paul Gutierrez tweeted it out, uh, videos of, of the guys playing basketball uh, in the locker room. I just think that that's, that's cool for them to get back to doing exactly what, what Coach Pierce said on, on Wednesday at the presser, having fun. And, and Devontae Adams said that last season, during the season, while the Raiders were stinking it up, we're not having fun. We work our ass off all week long. His words, not mine. We work our ass off all week long to come out here and play this game on Sundays, and the results aren't fun. We're not having fun. We're not executing. We're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. So it's not fun anymore. Winning is fun. You know, doing a radio show about a team that's winning is fun. You know, I mean, there's, there's never a time in radio, and I can only speak on radio because that's all I know, that I should have to wake up, go to the radio station, and dread going there. If I ever have that feeling, I need to immediately quit. Not even turn in my two-week notice. Just immediately quit because radio don't pay enough. <laughs> to not be fun. 
If it's not fun, what are you doing? Football's different. It does pay well. So guys are going to do it. Some guys only play it for the reason what it does for them, you know, not because it's fun. But if you want to be the best at, the, at what you do, it's got to be fun. It's got to be a passion. It's got to be a joy. It's got to be, wait for it, a lifestyle. If that is your lifestyle, you can excel at it. You can have fun with it. You can, you know, you can be the best of the best. Antonio Pierce is clearly trying to make that their lifestyle and them have fun and them have joy in what they do. 428 to time. When we come back, we'll get into our week nine NFL picks. I went 11 and five. I don't know what the hell Ari did because he's a no show. He ain't going to tell me what he did because he probably did really bad, but that's all right. He's got a pinch hitter now. Jared Justice is coming out the out the clubhouse, man. He's coming out the clubhouse with a big bat. So he says he's going to go. He's going to just do well this this week. So we'll see what he does filling in for Ari. We'll do it next here on Red Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at PortaSubs.com. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Got hit up on Twitter by Vice Raider. Said, man, hearing Coach speak at the presser made me feel as if I should go find some pads, a helmet, and try to run through a wall for him. I love the fact that he had control of the presser, and he never said, you know, or this regime. That's uh, Vice Raider on Twitter. I've seen a lot of people point that out as well. And, uh, yeah, I'll I'll say this, man. I think that he did a really good job uh, of the opening presser. I I mentioned it on yesterday's show. Uh, Him and Champ Kelly both own the pressers, right? They won the pressers, and that's great, right? You want to get a good impression of these guys coming in. Now that they've done that, now, okay, what's the next step? Now you got to make sure that you you know you own the locker room and not in a in a possession type way, but just in a uh, again something that Amber Thea Harris brought up yesterday, more of a, a partnership type way, and, and that's what it seems like it is. You know, being in the locker room uh, earlier today, that's what it just felt like was really a partnership between the players, the coaches, and and you know again not celebrating that people got fired, but just the fact that you know there was time for a change and they made a change, and now let's see what it looks like moving forward, and they got plenty of time to do it. Nine games still go to go for the Raiders. They haven't even hit their bye week yet, so really ten weeks of the regular season, nine games they still have to go. We'll hear from Nate Haas, speaking of the Raiders locker room, uh, following our NFL Week 9 picks. But it is that time. What, is, what, is, uh, what does my man say? It's time. <laughs> it's time for our Week 9 NFL picks. That's not Bruce Buffer, right? Is that, is that Bruce Buffer? Who is that, Jared? I'm going to guess it's Bruce Buffer. That sounds right. Well, they, no, yeah, it is Bruce Buffer because the the first one is Michael Buffer. Yeah, right? that's uh, let's get ready to rumble. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Bruce Buffer, real quick story. Bruce Buffer got mad at me at the Super Bowl one time, like he got really mad at me, and I'll never forget that. And maybe that's why I forgot his name. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you'll never forget that, but you'll forget his name. I remember the moment. No, it's we were interviewing him. I was at ESPN Central Texas at the time. I was interviewing him, or we were as a as a as a show. And I had said that the energy had been shifted to the UFC and there wasn't a lot of high-profile boxing matches going on at the time, like it was when I was coming up, right, when I was kind of a kid. 
you know, when it was all the Mike Tyson, yeah. and, you know, all those. And so I said that, not being disrespectful to boxing, just saying the reality of what's really going on. And, man, he got so mad. He was like, my brother works in boxing, and my brother does this and that. Don't ever disrespect him. I was like, no. And I, I was about to say that I, you know, I was about to explain myself. And I was like, okay. I just, I just let him have that one. I was like, all right, you got it. <laughs> I don't know. It is what it is. I mean, so basically the story is you stated something that was true, and he took it personal. Yeah, yeah, he didn't like it. Man. I get it. You know, his brother is a, a voice of, of boxing, so I wasn't, like I said, wasn't trying to be disrespectful. I was just saying the facts, but okay. A couple cool. of callers last week. That seems to be a uh, reoccurring I, theme with it's you. It's like a theme for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like what, Q, you said the truth? How dare you? No, it's all good. All right, let's go ahead and let's transition. Let's go ahead and get into our Week 9 NFL picks. Everything gets started tonight with the Tennessee Titans going up against the Steelers. The Titans are 3-4 and four at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is three-and-a-half-point favorites. And, of course, Will Levis is the guy at quarterback for Tennessee. And a lot of people are high on Will Levis after the performance he had last week for touchdown performance. So, as the home team, I'll go ahead and pass the sticks to you, Jared. I'll let you go first. Who are you picking? I'm going with Pittsburgh, and it's purely because I – okay, it's been one game. you got to show me more. And I, I, every time I watch the Titans, they're not that good. So that game might be a complete one-off. And I just believe in Mike Tomlin with my whole heart. Yeah, and Pittsburgh lost last week. So I'm with I'm with you on that one as well. I'm going to ride with Pittsburgh here. I feel like they'll find a way to get it done. They're going to be prepared for Will Levis this week. And I'll tell you what, if he comes out of Thursday night football looking great, then tomorrow the conversation will be like, hey, man, maybe this dude's the real deal, right? C.J. Stroud has been heads and tails uh, the best rookie quarterback so far. Maybe tomorrow morning we're talking about, wow, C.J. Stroud, is fant- or C.J. Stroud is fantastic, but so is Will Levis based off what he could do tonight against that Steelers defense. So me and Jared both are rolling with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, in Germany on Sunday morning, early in the morning, 6.30 a.m., Miami and Kansas City. Miami's in Germany, and Kansas City I don't think arrived until today. If not today, then tomorrow. So I'll start, and I'm going to say I'm rocking with Miami. I think that Kansas City getting there late is a mistake. Um, I think that John Gruden proved that years ago, that you get there early, and uh, what they say, the early bird gets the worm, there you go. So I think Miami's going to find a way to get the worm, and they top Kansas City early in the morning, Sunday morning. Who do you got? All right, so I have to go with Kansas City just as a ira- yeah, just as a fan <laughs> of the team. and But I will also say that Andy Reid has done very well on these international games on the two-day. Like, the two-day is his plan. It's always been his plan, and he actually does a pretty good job with it. Also, I just need them to win so I stop getting angry text messages from my mom. Unbelievable. Well, Kansas City is a, a point-and-a-half favorites, so there's that. So you, you could be onto something, uh, but I'm still going to roll with Miami in this one and see how it all shakes out. Up next, the Minnesota Vikings, no Kirk Cousins, at the ATL, at Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are 4-4. Four and four, The Vikings are 4-4. Four and four, The Falcons are four-and-a-half-point favorites. I've got Atlanta. Who you got? 100% Atlanta. They yeah, did. that – that Kirk Cousins loss is bad, man. Which That's is h- kind of hilarious considering everyone kind of uses him as the what the definition of mid in the NFL yeah. is. Right, exactly. But, again, that's a big loss. Uh, them losing uh, Kirk Cousins, I thought that he was in a good position and really kind of uh, starting to play. Not him playing better, but the team in general was playing better. But now he's out for the season with the torn Achilles. Uh, moving on, how about the Cardinals at Cleveland? The Cardinals are a fantastic 1-7. 
The Browns are 4-3. and three. Doesn't look like Deshaun Watson is going to play again this week, but it's the Arizona Cardinals that they're taking. And oh, by the way, the Browns are hosting them. The Browns are 8.5-point favorites. Where are you going here, Jared? Uh, I am going with the Cleveland Browns because I had to Google what a Clayton tune was. Oh, man, that's disrespectful. He's a quarterback <laughs> from Houston. That's just plain disrespectful. Man, that was just wrong. Man, that's that Kansas City Chief, and you can't help yourself. I'm rolling with Cleveland because they have a stellar defense, and Clayton Toon's going to have his work cut out for him because he's a, re- a rookie going up against that defense. Oh, by the way, it's in Cleveland the first week of November. So, yeah, good luck at that, Rook. But we'll see how it shakes out for him. Uh, but I, I do think that he's a pretty good quarterback coming out of H-Town. Uh, the Rams, they're at Green Bay. The Rams are 3-5. and five. The Packers are 2-5. and five. And I do realize Matt Stafford has not practiced yet this week, so he may miss this, this upcoming week. So that could change everything. Right now, Green Bay is 3.5-point favorite. So clearly uh, the fine folks here in Vegas believe that Matt Stafford's not playing. So 3.5-point favorites for uh, Green Bay. How are you going in this one? Green Bay all day in the winter. I've got the Rams in this one. Um, I don't know why, but I do. I just think that uh, the Green Bay Packers aren't playing very well. Uh, I'm, I could really take an L. Uh, if Stafford doesn't play, he probably won't. But I just feel like that they're going to provide a little something, and Green Bay is searching for answers. So as they're sitting there at 2-5, and five, uh, I think the Rams will get this one. Uh, also, the Washington Commanders, they're at New England. Washington's 3-5. and five. The Patriots are 2-6. and six. The Patriots are 3.5-point favorites. This is a 10 a.m. kickoff as well, Pacific time. I'm rolling with, whew, man, I'm rolling with the Commanders. I don't feel confident about that one. I really don't. I think that the Patriots' defense is good enough to win this game, but this will be the one Washington. They just, I think I might be a prisoner of the moment. They just took uh, the Eagles to the wire. They really ran toe-to-toe with the, uh, the Eagles, even though they play them tough all the time. But I'm just going to still roll with Washington in this one. I 100% agree. I think Washington is the smart decision, and I really like their receiving core despite them not having a good knee between the three of them. All right, well, there you go. That's nice. Nice. My man's talking about the, their body parts. Uh, we're going through our Week 9 NFL schedule here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio 920. The Bears at the Saints. I'll tell you this. this the Bears are 2-6. and six, The Saints are 4-4. Four and four. I don't think I picked the Saints at all this year. I'm going to change that right now. I'm wrong with the Saints as they're 8.5-point favorites over Chicago. Give me Chicago. Serious? I, there's just, I, I don't believe in the Saints quarterback room. <laughs> I added room. I know. <laughs> You're trying not to be disrespectful. My man said, I don't believe in the Saints quarterback room. That's funny. That is funny. All right, keeping it moving. Seattle at Baltimore. Seahawks in first place in the NFC West. Baltimore in first place in the AFC North. Or the, yeah, the AFC North. Excuse me, 6-2. and two. The Seattle Seahawks at 5-2. and two. Baltimore, six-and-a-half-point favorites. Another 10 a.m. kickoff. I'm rolling with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. I still think he's going to find a way to win the league MVP. 100%. I agree. There it is. I like that. I like you're getting your you're getting your Ari on right now. All right, how about Tampa Bay at Houston? The the Texans are three and four. They're two and a half point favorites over the three and four Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm gonna roll with Tampa Bay in this one. I think Baker Mayfield finds a way to get back into the win column. I'm going with Houston just because it's uh I like they're fun to watch. They're a little weird. But they're fun to watch. C.J. Stroud is balling, man. He's fun. He's got the Texans fans uh, pretty excited, and they haven't been excited about a quarterback there since Deshaun Watson. And this was good Deshaun Watson, not, you know, not trouble off the field Deshaun Watson. How about this one? This would have been a good game, but one of the quarterbacks is not showing up to the party. Uh, The Colts at the Panthers. The Panthers picked up their first victory of the season last week against 
the Houston Texans and the Colts. Well, they've got uh, they've got my my guy. Uh, what's his name now? I forget his name now. Uh, Minshew. Yeah, Minshew. He's not really my guy. That's why I forgot his name. Uh, Colts I are own three and five. Two of his jerseys. Uh, that's exactly. He's your guy. So <laughs> there you go. I think Bryce Young is going to start figuring things out. I like Carolina's defense. I'm rolling with them, even though Indy's two and a half point favorites. Where are you going? I'm going with my boy Minshew. Of course you are. Why wouldn't you? All right, we're skipping over the Raiders and Giants. We'll do that game last. Uh, the Cowboys at the Eagles. This one should be a fun one. The Eagles are seven and one. The Cowboys five and two. NFC action here. The Eagles are three and a half point favorites. What says you, Jared? Um, I will always pick against them because I always they always ruin primetime football. So give me the Eagles. I don't want the Cowboys anywhere near me. And you said earlier you don't even think this is going to be a good game. I don't. because I think this is going to be one of the best games. I look at the Ravens and Seahawks. I think that's going to be a really good game. Um, I think that the Chiefs in Miami obviously is going to be a really good game. Uh, but I definitely think this is going to be a good game. I'm – I almost picked Dallas because Dallas is that team that always jumps up and, and wins a game that they're not supposed to, you know, from all my time covering them when I was in Texas. But every time I get ready to go with that logic, they lose. So I'm not going to use that logic. So I'm going to roll with the Eagles in this one. I think this is a very important game for Dak. I think he needs to win. I just don't think he's going to win. Even um, when they win, they're not entertaining. No, I think they are entertaining. Like that ass woman they put on the Rams last week was good. I know it was the Rams, but they look pretty damn dominant, man. They look pretty stinking good last week against the Rams. All right, uh, Sunday night football. The Bills at the Bengals. This is going to be a good game. I'm looking forward to this one. This one, depending on how everything goes on. Nah, well, maybe. Depending on how everything goes on Sunday with the Raiders, this might be a Pizza Rock game, if you know what I mean. Might be hanging out at Pizza Rock uh, watching this one. Uh, Vegas Jess, if I can find him somewhere. You know, he's always running around the streets busy and everything. But, uh. The Cincinnati Bengals are two-and-a-half-point favorites. The Bills come in at 5-3. and three. The Bengals come in at 4-3. and three. Cincinnati, to me, feels like they're getting their mojo back. Buffalo, I still don't quite believe in them. So I'm going to roll Cincinnati. All right. Well, then let's just move on to the next game because that's the exact same logic I got is that Cincinnati is looking better and Buffalo is still – I just don't think that they're for real. All right. Well, that'll work. Uh, ain't nothing wrong with that. All right, two more games. We've got Monday Night Football, and then we'll circle back to the Raider game. Monday Night Football, the Chargers at the Jets. So the Jets will be coming to Allegiant Stadium on a short week. So they got Monday Night Football action this week. Chargers seem like they're getting better, seem like they're figuring things out. They're 3-4. and four. The Jets are sitting there at 4-3, and three, and the Chargers are three-and-a-half-point favorites, even though it's on the road. So there's that. I really want to pick the Chargers in this game. I really do. But I feel like every time I do that, something goes wrong. Even though I picked them last week and they won. But – Jets. Like, I want to. I'm going to pick the Jets as Why? a. Why? Because it's going to be a West Coast home game. It's on. It's in New York. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to. Sorry. It's a home game. I just screwed up my own logic. Yeah, you did. That's not very convincing. I'm going with the Chargers. <laughs> I'm going with the Chargers. You just. I may have me. just. I may have just backed you into a loss. I know. You might have. You might have hustled me. You might have, you might have, you might have. White man can't jump me. Yeah, I might have right? mush mouthed you into a bad decision. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, we'll finish up with this. Raiders hosting the Giants. Aiden O'Connell gets the start. Antonio Pierce is the head coach. Brian Dayball's coming to town. Daniel Jones is back. Saquon Barkley is is doing some pretty good things now that he's healthy. They're two and six. The Raiders are three and five. Raiders are one and a half point favorites as of right now. 
I'm going to go with the Raiders. I just think that you go through adversity, that first game out of that adversity, you you have some extra energy. I, I go back to when Gruden resigned and Rich Passaccia took over and they went to Denver and they picked up the win over uh, over the, the Broncos, even though I know the Broncos aren't a great team, but that's still some some tough sledding, some tough things that they had to overcome. It's just it's something about that first week when a team has to overcome something, like Jeff Saturday getting the head coaching job and then coming to Allegiant Stadium and then finding a way to win. It's just, again, something about teams that have to deal with things that first week, it's like they rally around their coach. So I'm going to say that the Raiders are going to do exactly that, and uh, Antonio Pierce will pick up his first victory as a head coach of the National Football League. I don't have a score prediction for you, but I got the Raiders in this one. 100% agree, and uh, the actual person I was going to reference was Dan Campbell when he took over as the interim coach in Miami, oh. and the next week they put up like 200 yards rushing, and then, you know, of course, it didn't go well after that. But Right. Well, it's going well for him now in Detroit. So there you go. That's our, our Week 9 NFL picks right there. Uh, Jared, I got to ask you. I got to do this on the fly. It's 448. Uh, I know we have one more break to do. Do we have time to get to Nate Hobbs? We're probably not going to have time to get to Nate Hobbs. Oh, jeez. We messed around and didn't have enough time to get to Nate Hobbs. Is it, okay. All right. Well, let's take a break. <laughs> let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll figure things out, and we'll close out the show here on Raider Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Just got a couple minutes left of today's show, so we'll hold on to Nate Hobbs until tomorrow, which is fine. No big deal. We'll get Nate Hobbs in the locker room tomorrow. Maybe uh, Vinny Bonsignor is able to give us a little bit more sound from the locker room as well tomorrow. Uh, speaking of tomorrow, we'll be in Montecito Crossing, 6640 North Durango Drive. Buffalo Wild Wings, we're there each and every Friday. Not that location every Friday, but we're at a different Buffalo Wild Wings each and every Friday. So, again, Montecito Crossing, 6640 North Durango Drive. Uh, come on out, 2 to 5 p.m. We'll have all kind of prizes, all kind of swag for you. Of course, kicking off the weekend the right way, and it's a Raider football weekend. So why wouldn't you want to uh, come hang out with us and uh, get hooked up with some of the great prizes? $10 Coors Light pitchers uh, during pro football game day. So everything going on is at Buffalo Wild Wings, and that's where we'll be. Matter of fact, before this show, uh, Harry Ruiz will be holding down his show on 1460 AM Deporte. So if you want to meet the Latino voice of the Silver and Black, you can come on out and hang out as well uh, a little bit earlier. He'll be there noon at 2. I'll be there at 2 to 5. That's at uh, Montecito Crossing at 6640 North Durango Drive. Before we wrap up, got a couple texts I wanted to get to. Uh, Wisco Raiders said, Q, the dump button needs to be pressed and held down the next time Ari brings up his Chiefs fandom, LOL. But the problem is, that's Jared and not Ari. So where you could be right, <laughs> you could be right. That's not Ari. That's my man Jared, who is a, a, a Chiefs fan, and he said it many times. He's, he's never been shy about that, so can't be mad at that. But uh, Jared does a fine work, does a great job, matter of fact, holding it down uh, at the radio station for us, so we definitely appreciate him. But, yeah, I mean, you know, he can't be perfect. He got his flaws. Someone's got to root for the other guys, right? I mean, it would be boring if someone didn't root for those dudes. You know, someone's got to do it. So, Jared, you know. He's got to do that. It's all good. Uh, also, Mark in New Jersey said, it seems like the tension in the locker room has eased. Hopefully now we can play loose and focused. Uh, that's Mark in New Jersey, and I agree. And being in the locker room, it seemed like the tension was, um, you know, loose and focused and eased and just really chill. So there's that. Uh, Big Dub Raider said, afternoon, Q. Man, I love the Raider Nation, but we just went through this, y'all. We know the players per se ain't changing. We ran Gruden's plays after he left. 
Go Raiders. And, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about it. You can't make wholesale changes as far as changing a whole playbook up to, uh, once a guy leaves. I mean, the playbook is a playbook. Uh, the plays are there to be ran. The plays are there to be successful. We saw this offense succeed last season and score a bunch of points. They just aren't doing it this year. So it's going to be up to those coaches, Bo Hardegree and company, to get the best out of the players that they have. And they do have a lot of talent on the team. So uh, that's what I got on that. Thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Uh, coming up next, following this show, we've got a pawn for the review. Eddie Pascal has got some really good stuff for you. I saw them working on uh, some really good stuff at the Intermountain Health Performance Center earlier today. So make sure you tune in. Coming up next, upon further review here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Have a great evening. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.